Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's going to cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm going to be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and will be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself. And I'm really looking forward to getting in to all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn. And of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. On this episode, we're talking about what is workplace culture and why does it actually matter? Well, there's a lot of people that talk about culture and how to shape the culture of a company. Do we really understand what that means? Essentially, it comes down to one thing. Culture is the DNA of a company. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say it is. It's the DNA of a company. It's the identity, the life, the soul and the heartbeat of a team or organization. It's who you are as a group. It's contributed by everything the collective does. It starts and ends with the core values and how these are actually part of your day to day, how they are interwoven into how you communicate and the way that this actually spills over into how your team feel about it. It's the story, the losses and the wins. It's how the journey has been navigated so far, right? Ask yourself how you would describe the culture at your company. I ask this to a lot of the guests. It's brilliant to hear their answers. Write it down. Then ask the team how they would describe it. Would there be a theme song, a set of commandments? Is there certain words that pop out at you from the conversations that you're having? And I do this a lot when working with companies and clients. When I look at the employee engagement survey, I actually took it one step further and and interviewed their team. Um, I took the key people that were within the organization and asked them these questions and then transcribed it to see what keywords were coming out. Very, very interesting. It's the language. It's that DNA, right? Now, not too long ago, I worked uh, with a car rental team at Heathrow. So I was working as a senior performance consultant and really helping them to to drive forward their operation, what was happening with uh, the team, the service and sales scores, for example. Now, they were strong. In terms of performance, they absolutely blew everybody else out of the water, and they had a lot of heart. Although Casey, who was the station manager at the time, and I were having a conversation and felt something was missing something that could bind them, like a sense of identity. I was, as I said, I was working as a senior performance consultant with them and we discussed it and and decided to come up with a solution through 
asking them to create a team name. Okay, so so a team name that was a competition where basically they had to submit the names. And well, long story short, before long, the Heathrow Hurricanes were born. It didn't stop there, though. Um, it, it, it actually started to take on a life of its own because the Heathrow Hurricanes started to be interwoven into all areas of operations. What I mean by this was that, for example, they started an Employee of the Month award, which was called the Eye of the Storm. There were 10 hurricane commandments that were created. For example, hurricanes only do this. Hurricanes will never do this. You know, they they created these as a team together. A news board that they created called the Weather Station and a daily team brief that they called the Tailwind. <laughs> Basically, they were saying what had happened the day before and now, you know, uh, what was going to happen for the day ahead. So they created all of this and this culture and these things and they they brought them to life. Now, this sounds fun, right? Or cheesy, depending on which way you look at it. And you might be skeptical about whether it even made a difference. And you might be, you know, you might be a very, very serious, very serious professional. We cannot have this going on. Why not? Is my question to you, um, if that's the case. Because what actually happened was that things started to have their own language, experience. And situations and all of this became a unique experience, which gave the team a deeper sense of pride, camaraderie and employee engagement was off the chart. The performance in terms of service and sales actually increased by another 20 percent already on top of outstanding numbers. So they were already above the goal they added another 20% to that. Now, that that was something to see. And I'll never forget the hurricane DNA, right? Culture is the DNA of your team. There are so many ways that you can build a strong team culture. And part of that is to create a unique experience for them as a team as much as possible. They They don't even cost money. That didn't even cost any money to do that. It was the time and the investment that it took in the people. And that is what is important, right? I remember... Uh, as well, that I, I traveled to Ireland and was working with a uh, service-based company that shall remain nameless uh, for, for this purpose. But I was working with them and I was I was kind of doing uh, a bit of the emotioneering um, business blueprint assessment, just kind of having a conversation with the team, you know, doing a discovery on the ground, having conversations. And I asked everybody what their individual goal was. And every single person that I asked could tell me, they could tell me how far away they were from it and also what their best month ever was in terms of sales. Every single person that I asked this question to, I asked a secondary question and I said, what is the team goal and how far away are you from it or how far above are you? Where are you at? Not one of them could answer. Not one. So what is that telling us? What is that telling us about the culture? that actually they were valuing as a culture their own individual performance higher than that of the team. So culture will give you alarm bells and it will give you red flags because having a culture is one thing. Having an amazing culture is another. Why does it matter? 
let's talk about, you know, this is what is workplace culture and why does it matter? So why does it matter? Well, it attracts the right people. If you have got brand ambassadors that have the right culture within the business and they absolutely love it, they're going to go out and they're going to tell their friends and family how amazing it is to work where they work. And they're going to bring other people along for the right. Great people, no great people. The team are not going to go out and tell their other professional colleagues, people in their network, their friends and family, how brilliant it is to work in the company and refer them for jobs if it is not great. That is a fact. That isn't going to happen. Great culture, great culture drives engagement and retention. Poor culture really does diminish engagement. And you're looking at probably the great resignation statistics because you're going to have a lot of staff turnover. So great culture means that you will have much better employee engagement and much better retention. Impact, happiness and job satisfaction. So if you are a person of the people, it matters to them. It matters. And it absolutely matters. One life that we've got. And, you know, what do you what are your team getting out of bed in the morning for? What makes them buzz? What makes them excited? And sometimes, as as ridiculous as this may sound, it might actually be to have Nando's chicken or Peri Peri chicken with their team for lunch that day because they know that on Fridays they all have a collective lunch together because that's what they do there. I, I, it, it might seem like a very, very small, trivial thing, but to them, it might be the best thing that has happened that week because once they've been doing a job for a while, things can become a little bit monotonous. Of course, there's always opportunity to improve how they feel about their work, how we can um, hopefully give people opportunity to progress. For some people, though, they do want to stay in the job that they're in, but they do want to have a great culture and have some other things that are going to disrupt the pattern um, and make it a little bit more of a positive experience for them. And lastly, and I will reiterate this again, it affects performance. Great culture affects performance positively and you will outrun your competitors. Absolutely. Without a doubt. If your people are really on board with what you do, you're going to have brand ambassadors. The customers are going to be happy about what you do. You're going to have the best staff and you'll have everybody will act like a mini PR person. Um, That is what happens when you have a great culture. And it's not something that you have to force. It's something that just happens naturally because the culture is just ingrained in, in what they do. So that is absolutely why it matters. The best teams have the best performance. It happens. So what is going to impact it? So how could you impact it today? Well, have a look at your leadership. It comes from top down. Culture isn't something that really gets driven from the ground up. Uh, it is something that you can affect from the top down. The, the leader or the middle manager or the, the on-site manager is really going to set the tone for that. The leaders in your organization. Uh, management, also uh, looking at the systems and the processes, the policies, the procedures, the structures, the controls, that stuff also basically creates part of your culture. It absolutely does. And there does have to be you know, the the well-being and the, the people aspects that also has to be the performance metrics. And I'm very keen to emphasize that it is about having the balance because actually having some of those structures in place and having those policies and procedures really help people to feel safe because I was talking about 
uh, our human needs before. They feel safe. They feel in control. They know what's happening um, and they can get involved. But then we've also got these other ca- cultural aspects that we can we can do. Um, what also impacts culture? People. Absolutely the people in there will determine the culture and the way that they interact together, the things that you allow, the things that you don't allow, the unwritten rules, all of that language, all of them, everything. Culture is a feeling as well. It's that DNA that I was talking about and how they collectively come together and know that by just by changing one person, that can disrupt the culture slightly. So again, this is where the retention and the lower staff turnover comes in as well. And your mission values, you know, your mission, your vision and your values for the company. Many people remember what happened with the VW group and the fact that Volkswagen's values above all else uh, ended up actually driving decisions within the business that meant that they were not integral and that the emissions were cheated. We know that they lost oh my gosh, millions, billions in terms of market share, um, in terms of their share price, all of those things happened. But also people within the organization started to feel like, oh my gosh, this is the culture and this is what I'm working in. And of course, they've done a lot since that happened in order to you know, reinvent and to change the culture, which absolutely was necessary and needed to happen. So there are examples out there of where this goes wrong and where there does need to be some types of intervention. So what is workplace culture and why does it matter? I hope that I've been able to share some of that with you today on this episode. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com where you can subscribe there stay in contact and let us know what you really think give us the feedback this is going to get better by knowing what you think Uh, has this given you food for thought has it helped you change something what has it inspired let us know because that's why we're doing it it's all about the people 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 (laughs) have a great day and ciao for now